Hi, I'm Gabriel McIntosh, Director of Digital Marketing at CGS, and your host for this episode of The Thread. I'm here with Walter Nirenberg, Senior Director of IT for our contact centers in North America. Walter talks about the technology and IT trends that helped support our business and our customers through the pandemic in 2020. He also looks ahead at the technology that will help us in the next two to five years. Hi, Walter. Welcome to The Thread Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. I'm just going to jump into the questions. All right. How has onboarding employees changed now that we expect to have a hybrid work from home and work from office environment? Well, I'll tell you, we it changed very rapidly even before that. So when this pandemic started, um, you know, we had to switch our model completely from uh, the the the, the talent coming to us and sitting in our building to now um, us facilitating a safe way to get this equipment to the talent, you know, at their homes. Um, and now looking forward, you know, through a lot of trial and error on how we do that the correct way, we've, we've come up with a really, um, I'll say, uh, terrific strategy on how we do it. So, um, you know, we have, we have, um, put in a, a mechanism of um, having computers per the, the client's line of business um, ready to go. Um, we call them packages when we talk to them because it's, it's the computer, the monitors, the keyboard, the mouse, all of that great stuff that they're going to need, the webcam. Um, and we have that stuff already set up and ready to go. Um, so when we get the information, if this is going to be, as you said, in a hybrid, if it's going to be the folks that are going to be at home, um, it's almost like curbside pickup at, at your local Publix. Um, they can come in, um, we can load it up uh, in, in their car, and um, they sign a quick paper saying, you know, we gave them the box and they're on their way home. And then to make sure that we're um, taking really good care of this new employee, you know, we have a special uh, 800 number set up that goes directly to the IT team. So when they get home, um, we can help walk them through how to set up that equipment for the first time. Uh, we also did a, a couple of things where um, we created a video on all the equipment that's in the box. So they have a paper with the, the YouTube link on it. So if they want to follow along with me in the video, I walk them through actually setting it up. But like I said, if there's any problems, they have an 800 number that rings to my entire team. Um, and one of us grabs them and we walk them through everything they need to do to get up online. And then we hand them over to their new team lead. Great. So in this new package, are there different tools that agents need to succeed in a work from home environment? There is. Um, and, and we're actually it right in the midst um, of, of a major technology change to do that. Um, so right now, you know, the we're we're. We're providing everything that the agent would need um, as if they were sitting in the building. I mean, all the way down to a, the, the surge protector, the Ethernet cable, the, the whole nine yards. Um, but what we're finding out is, um, you know, with, with the, the more equipment you have, the more things that can go wrong at home. And when you're at home, it's not, it's, it's not as simple for one of my, my team members to just get up from their desk and go over there and fix the issue. 
Um, and what we're trying to do is limit the amount of time that we a have to have this agent, you know, um, going back and forth to the office. Um, but B, while we're in this pandemic, we don't want them in the office. We want them safe at home where, where they're not having to come around anybody else. Um, so one of the things that we are um, right in the middle of deploying uh, is called VDI or virtual desktop. Um, and what with VDI, what's great about it is you don't need a computer. So we give what's called a thin client, which is a box. It's basically a terminal for them to plug their keyboard and their mouse and their ethernet cable in. It has no moving parts. It doesn't break. It doesn't require anybody to come and physically do anything to the box. Um, and when they, when they connect it to the ethernet cable, up comes the CGS screen and all they do is log in with their credentials. Now, from a desktop support side of things, um, they don't have all those little things that go wrong with a regular computer anymore. And it, A, keeps them more productive. Um, they're not waiting on IT to fix some silly little problem that's keeping them from working. And B, it's keeping them safe and it's keeping my team safe at the same time. Um, so those are the tools that we're really pushing out right now. We've already rolled it out here in the U.S. and uh, it, great success. And we are in the process of expanding that now to an even bigger audience. Yeah, so it sounds really easy, like plug and play. So in addition to that, what are some measures for data security in, our, in this work from home environment that you are putting in place? Great question. So, um, you know, today security is, um, you know, the, the, the biggest word that you can say when it comes to the technology realm. We hear about um, breaches and compromises on a week to week basis. Um, you know, with the help of our security team, who is led by our CISO, Carlos Lyons, um, we've been able to put put together a wonderful security package um, that we feel is giving us the best opportunity at keeping our, our staff safe. So we um, have uh, on the front lines, we have a, a terrific product that is not only um, doing the anti-malware and, and, and antivirus, um, it's doing the security, but it's also um, um, keeping us notified of you know, things that might seem insignificant, but in the grand scheme of things can be very, very useful. Like if there's specific changes to certain files that shouldn't be changed, you know, it's gonna alert us to that and let us know, hey, you need to look at that. Might be okay, but it might not be. Um, it's gonna protect us against things like ransomware where, you know, we're not giving somebody the ability to lock down a computer and spread that. Um, we were, we're coupling that with some backend tools that we use for monitoring. Um, and what we're doing, and we're even in the middle, I should say, of, of rolling out a brand new um, cloud VPN solution um, that is going to not only keep us help in that stack of keeping us safe from everything, but it's gonna, it, it will enable us to um, have a secure VPN on things like our mobile phones or our, our, our tablets, not just the computers themselves. Um, so when you put all these things together, it, it's kind of a three-pronged approach at um, you know covering all of our bases. And I think Carlos and his team has done a, a terrific job in, in the time that he's been here. Are, are there other technologies you are exploring like VDI for, for longer term solutions? And if so, what are the benefits of these? 
So we're really looking at VDI as um, as as a, a full replacement, uh, you know, for computers in general. It's um, um, you know, technology in, in the VDI range has come such a long way um, that you know we can now um, um, roll VDI out to a point where even if we got to the to the space where it was bring your own device, um, which we're not doing today, but if, if it was, um, you know, we can offer a desktop to somebody on their own equipment that's completely secured and locked down where they have no access to in, for their computer to actually interact with it. It just becomes a browser-based desktop. Um, some other technologies we're looking at right now is all centered around the cloud. Um, and, you know, everybody says the cloud, the cloud, the cloud, but, you know, really what the cloud is, is, um, you know, having the infrastructure on somebody else's uh, backbone where um, we are responsible for the front end, the software, making sure what it's doing is what we want, um, but somebody else has to maintain the back end, which frees us up to be more productive. Um, and when we get freed up from not having to babysit hardware constantly, it gives us the ability to start looking at different ways where we can kind of pave the way forward for other technologies that come in that might benefit the company as a whole. Um, so the cloud is something that we're really looking at, and we really want are, are looking to have a uh, a full cloud uh, infrastructure um, by 2025, um, which means no more hardware in our centers. Um, you know, and no matter where you're at, we can provide the same infrastructure whether you're in our building, whether you're at home, or you know, even whether you're um, you know uh, halfway around the world. Yeah, so given all this technology that we have that is, you know, we're implementing, is working from home better suited for uncertain and rapidly changing demands? I mean, uh, I mean, from customers and consumers, and, and if it is better, how, how is it better? Well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's better. Um, I will say it, it does make it does make us more flexible to have that as an option. Um, you know, from a technology standpoint, you know, when we're in the building, we, we can control all of the variables. We can control um, our internet speeds. We can control, um, you know, how we're getting from, you know, to our telecommunications equipment. We can control all of those variables. When somebody's at home, um, well, now we can't control all of that because we're we're dependent on comcast or spectrum or 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 you know fios um and you know most people at home have one internet connection so you're prone to outages um if you're on a cable provider you're 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 prone to network slowdowns as more and more people are on on the internet which right now with everybody at home you know these cable networks are are taxed to their absolute max right now um so in that sense, from the, just from the IT stability point, we kind of go backwards a little bit. But how we mitigate that um, is, uh, again, going back to the, the, the VDI space where we can provide that desktop on any endpoint we need to. You know, just as a test, when we were first rolling it out, I, I, I signed into VDI with, with my uh, iPad uh, signed into our Avaya client and was making calls just with a Bluetooth headset 
and nobody could tell the difference on the other end that I wasn't sitting at my computer. Um, so we mitigate it with with that. Um, you know, the other thing that we do is is we can rapidly scale when we're talking in this in this virtual space. So if 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 uh, sales came to me today and said, "Look, I got 200 people starting next week," I only have to make one desktop, and that's for everybody, all 200 people. Versus, I got to have my guys running around the setting up hardware. You know, and 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 making sure we're pushing everything correctly and making sure everything's set up the right way, um, and you know, and that will take several days and a lot of man hours. Versus in a in a virtual environment, we could probably do it in about twenty minutes. I think that the the hybrid model of of how we're going to come out is, um, you know, we're going to have plus and minuses on both sides. We're always going to have better performances performance out of the office because we have such you know large amount of bandwidth but um by doing by by going to a cloud first uh landscape like we're doing um i think we mitigate a lot of the risks and you know we have thin clients now that like if we have um uh, they're coming out now that have 4g lte backup so if, if their internet goes out it switches to the 4g lte connection um, so everything is moving to this virtual um, office in a box style, and uh, I think that uh, once we get to that point where we're 100 we're percent, um, we'll be extremely flexible regardless of what their physical location is. And, you know, you sort of touched on this, but according to recent data from retail customer service, home sourcing companies can activate uh, companies can activate customer service resource up to three times faster than traditional call centers. So is that true? It sounds like it is. Um, I mean, are you seeing a similar result? Well, I would say that the the ability to do that is directly tied to the infrastructure that these companies have. If you are still on the everybody has to get a physical piece of equipment, then, um, you know, working from home, the, the the working from home side can take longer because you're having to get that equipment to these folks and then you're having to get that equipment set up versus them coming in sitting out at a desk and being able to log right in however and i know i keep coming back to this but it's such a pivotal part of of our strategy when you have the virtualized infrastructure i could i could have um you know if, if recruiting brought me 60 names today um, and they all had computers at their house. Uh, I could have them online today, working, training. Um, that's how quick that is. So, you know, it, it just becomes so important to make sure you have the infrastructure, not only to take care of what our needs are today, but we're always looking five years ahead at what are we going to need five years from now? Um, and as long as you keep evolving like that, yeah, absolutely. We can, we could spin up you know, any number of desktops um, at the same time. So it becomes much, much faster. Yeah, it sounds like there's some really good trade-offs, I mean, as far as efficiency is concerned. Um, to shift gears a little bit here, uh, according to CGS's latest annual BPO trend survey, 50% of business leaders are increasing investments in advanced analytics. 
You were integral in setting up CGS's global reporting department. Can you talk a little bit about what kinds of trends you are hoping to see? How will the analytics help the company and our clients make better decisions? Today, everything is about data and analytics. You can't, um, any, any decision that you're making that you're not looking at the analytics behind it is, is, is not a decision, it's a guess. You're, you're, you're wishing for the best and, and hoping it's gonna work out. Um, for us, you know, one of the things that that I noticed for in my division when I first came in was uh, we we weren't really looking at any analytics. I mean, we were we were um, providing enough data, you know, so that we could do the the job that we needed to. But looking forward, we weren't really look, taking that data and looking at it and doing any type of predictive modeling with it. We are creating our own cloud solution out of Microsoft Azure completely cloud-based where we're being we're going to be able to feed all this information in and we're going to be able to not only get the data that we need to to, to do business to do billing um, to look at trends but we're going to be able to give our customers the ability to see what their business is doing and we're going to be able to use that data to find new streams of revenue within the clients we already have that we might be just leaving on the table today so getting that, that, that granular information like that um, becomes, uh, it really takes reporting from a cost center department to a profit-based department because now they can start using the time that they're doing everything manual today. Well, tomorrow they can start using that time to figure out where we can make more money, more revenue. And uh, when we start doing that, then we really get ahead of the game. Um, Walter, so I'm going to ask you to get out your crystal ball. Are, are there any other major contact center trends that leaders should be paying attention to in the next few years? Oh, crystal ball. Hmm. I, I would I would venture to say that we are really focused on um, not only the trends that have been identified, but looking at um, looking at the looking at trends that. Um, we think are going to become important even even beyond that. Um, you know, for us right now, uh, you know, we are in the middle of of, of doing this transformation from a um, geographically uh, separated company into moving into one unified CGS. Uh, you know, that that's not defined by um, the geo you're in, the division you're in, but just one company. Um, and, and I think that's been our big focus right now. Um, outside of that, and I say that like it's a small thing, and it, it's not. You, you know, see, it, it's a um, um, it's a, a project that's going to take you know several years for us to to, to complete. Um, but once we get past that, past that, then it's about um, um, enabling the mobile workers. You know. Um, um, even you know you know gig economy. Those are are, are things that um, we can start looking at. That's going to help um, drive revenue and and drive the the, the trend of um, I, I, where the workforce is going. I believe it's going to be a different world in the next few years. Um, thank you very much for your time today, Walter. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of The Thread. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred podcast source. We are exclusively sponsored by CGS, an applications, learning, and outsourcing company that supports clients' most fundamental business activities.
Visit cgsinc.com for more information. I am your host, Gabriel McIntosh. Let's stay connected.